Hey, Eric here. Before the episode starts, I just want to give a heads up that this episode was recorded before the previous two episodes about the Oscars, and also recorded way back four months ago in February. While editing, we found that the format and presentation of our top tens wasn't exactly the greatest, so apologies in advance for that. If you want a concise list of each of our top tens of 2018, they'll be posted on the Movie Moguls Instagram page, which is at Movie Moguls Podcast. I'm Eric Tran. I'm Kristen Atividad. I'm Ryan Tran. And you're listening to Movie Moguls, the podcast about all things in the realm of film. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing our top 10 films of 2018. We've been eagerly awaiting this podcast episode, and it's finally time to let loose and discuss what we have on our minds, the very best movies of 2018. So we're each going to do our top 10 and also bring up our five honorable mentions afterwards. But we're going to go in reverse order, of course, 10 to 1, and then at the end, uh, talk about our honorable mentions, which, of course, could be in each Chudler's top 10 as well. So we're going to get to that. Uh, yeah, yeah um, we didn't actually, you know, watch all the possible 2018 movies, but we got a decent amount in. Yeah, that would be humanly impossible to see <laughs> every single 2018 movie, but we did the best we could. Uh, yeah, we saw most of it, most of the um, the ones I wanted to watch. But there's uh, there's definitely a couple movies I wanted to see, but I wasn't able to. Uh, but yeah, well, uh, I'll bring it up later. I'm sure some of those movies are on you, your guys' list. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll bring it up as it goes. So uh, yeah, let's start off at number 10. Let's go. Ryan, do you want to start us off? Number 10. Uh, my number 10 is You Are Never Really Here. Oh. Ooh. Okay. It's also my number 10. <laughs> oh. oh. There we go. Okay. okay. So two words on stun. That's um, right. You actually watched this. You and Krista watched this pretty recently. Yeah, we actually watched it um, yesterday. Yeah, very um, very recently. Yeah, I just think this movie is. I don't know. I it's really it's a really dark movie. Um, it's kind of like a feel bad movie, I guess. <laughs> but it's. I mean, I thought it was great. Um, it's very action packed. It is. It's a thriller, but it's also. Uh, I'd say it's a skillfully crafted thriller, but it also dives deep into the realm of uneasiness and anxiety explores that really well uh it's very fun and exciting also very dark i think it irks you in all the right ways it's uh it's on my list as well as yours ryan it's easily one of the most haunting movies of 2018 that's why it makes it on my list i know lynn ramsey she has done like a string of really dark films like um let's talk about kevin Mm -hmm. um that's right it's just i mean this movie has a lot of grit and like just the screenplay was great and Joaquin Phoenix was great. I think uh, his acting performance this year was one of the top. Uh, I thought it was vastly overlooked this award season. I think it was one of the best performances of 2018. I agree. Yeah, um, we we watched it recently, but coming into it, I didn't know anything about this movie, and I was I was shocked. I was on an emotional roller coaster. It really just brought me to places I didn't think this movie would take me, and I really liked it. Was it on your list, Krista? Um, it is not on my list. Not on your honorable mentions as well? No. All right. Well, <laughs> it's still a good movie, though, you'd say. Yes. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, phenomenal. He hits all the right notes with uh, his performance this movie. Uh, yeah, the movie is well-written, it is fun, exciting, but also exquisite and anxious. It's a mix of both, and it does both extremely well. 
uh, it's a great, I'd say it's psychological study that's very thoughtful and eerie. Yeah, I think it's just a really riveting movie, and then I was really drawn to the movie. You know, it, it, we don't want to spoil anything about the movie, but of course not. But just from start to end, it was there's a lot to go through. Yeah, there is a lot, and like you said, Ryan Lynn Ramsey. Uh, yeah, she is a dark director, and this she shows her haunting wit. I would say it's witty in a haunting way, and she really shows her wit with this movie. Uh, as well as her thought, her heart, and her full-on effort into this film. And also, Johnny Greenwood, his score fits like a glove with this film. It goes hand-in-hand hand with this movie. Yeah, and then just the film editing as well. I think just all these aspects, that's why it makes both of our number 10s. Fully agree there. All right, uh, let's move on. Krista, your number 10. Okay. What do you got? My number 10 is Shoplifters. Um, I thought that it was a very subtle movie in a way that it was still very beautiful and emotional. Like very, it was a very emotional movie for me. Um, I liked the ideas and the questions that it brought up regarding family, especially and and also class. But I feel like sometimes it did drag for me. Sometimes I felt the runtime, but by the end of the movie, I feel like the impact it had on me kind of outweighed that and the theme that the movie brought kind of outweighed that and that's why it's my top 10 or my number 10 yeah it's a fantastic movie uh it's on my honorable mentions Ryan, do you have this yeah it's on my honorable mentions as well i just thought shoplifters had a really lovable cast i think everyone just shined in their own way but also worked together really well with amazing chemistry and then it's just such a personal story but also reflects on like a broader and more greater image i guess yeah, it's a kind of a un- it's a loose, unconventional family, but the story depicts uh, them so well for the first half until we really find out uh, what's going on. Which I don't want to spoil, but it is a it's a very cozy movie, but also a very unconventional movie, which I truly love. A great great movie about family. I think for me, it lands on my honorable mentions rather than my top ten list, just because of how the second half is. Um, I'm not gonna spoil anything, as we keep saying, but I think the first half is definitely stronger. Yeah, the first half is definitely enchanting. It's You really get caught in the characters. Uh, the main character, Shota, he is delightful. And yeah, I'm really drawn into the movie, especially because of him and his character and his portrayal of his character. Yeah, I feel like I like the first half as well, but I also feel like the second half is what really emphasized the ideas and themes that the movie was trying to bring yeah i think overall i think we can agree that this is a really good insight into living under poverty but also reflects on the themes of like family and love and you know like family doesn't have to be like blood yeah and um you know doing things you don't necessarily want to do but you're kind of put into the situation where you're forced to do that obviously this movie the title of it shoplifters it's what these kids you know kind of have to perform and in order to survive in a sense and uh, a very, very touching tale into the ideas of that and as a whole how it affects their family life and their life in general. Yeah, I think Shoplifters as a film is more of a showcase of like acting and great acting rather than something that's moved by like a plot. Yeah, the acting was definitely one of the better parts of the movie, um, especially from the younger from the younger side of the cast. I was really impressed um, by the two younger kids in this movie. Uh, it barely made it on my honorable, it barely 
was left off actually oh okay excuse okay. me uh it was on honorable mention but it was almost in my top 10 it was very very close um uh, yeah shall we move on to our next movie uh well my number 10 is the same as yours ryan so i'm just gonna hop into my number nine which is spider-man into the spider-verse that movie was in my honorable mentions okay you have this ryan uh it's in my honorable mentions all right well it's on my top 10 list it's not it's at number nine for good reason i think it is a uh, creative and technical masterpiece in terms of animation or and just storytelling in general uh let's focus on the technical at first uh the animations are spectacular it's computerized of course but it looks hand-drawn handmade and it is a visual gem truly unique it's a fresh breath of air i thought was very inventive yeah, I thought the animation and just the visuals were groundbreaking. I'm really happy I saw it on the big screen because it really, you know, just emphasizes and showcases that how amazing like the animation is and just the the comic vibes. Yeah, it has like the comic book look to the movie, which I thought was just fun to watch and really cool. And the narrative itself is very very well crafted. It has a large cast of characters, but it's really well balanced and it is uh, not messy by any means. Having a large cast is tough, but the movie does it in such a good way, uh, which I want to give credit to the amazing voice acting casting. I thought all the voices fit exactly to their character and the performances, of course. Uh, well well voiced. Uh, very inventive. It, it's it, it's extremely experimental. I feel like you don't really come across that in animation, but this is very experimental, which is, you know, it's very bold. It, you know, Spider-Man's a very well-known IP. It's big, a big, big name, but they do a lot different with this movie and i think it succeeds it runs away with it uh it's funny it's one of the funniest movies i've seen of this year it's so witty it's full of soul and yeah it's storytelling and the method they pull it off is just fun to watch and it's a thrilling narrative but very thoughtful as well also the soundtrack i think for the movie also paired very well with the with the style and the aesthetic that they were going for. Yeah, I really like the hip-hop influence on the whole movie. And I just, I thought the movie was clever, original, and it was lighthearted, but very enjoyable. I think one reason why I didn't, like, I guess, hit my top 10 list was I feel like it didn't leave a lasting impact, so to speak. But that isn't a bad thing. I think it's just a really good, fun theater experience. All right. Shall we move on to Ryan, your number nine? Uh, number nine, I have Black Klansman. Okay. Is it? Does it hit any of your lists or not? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely on my list. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's my number five. I'm just oh, a bit surprised okay. you put it that low. But it's my number six. Huh. Okay, Ryan. So <laughs> very low compared to us, but you know, still, still up there in your top ten. Um, uh, you want to start us off then? Yeah, I just thought it has one of the best. I mean, not. Yeah, it has one of the best endings, and um. The movies this year i think it leaves a really great message and just overall the film has a great message on like racism and historical social differences in the u.s yeah the ending is jarring uh it's very high stakes i'd say how would i describe it uh i think spike lee is super direct with how dire the situation is of racism and of course the consequences of that uh it touches on you know real life examples and you know it's the lack of love for you know each other as a as humanity it really comes together in the ending and uh it's like it's a really effective call to action i'd say yeah it's for me it's one of the most relevant and important movies i've watched this year 
Um, it's entertaining, funny, real, and like you said, Spike Lee is great. And he wrapped it all up in the end where I feel like I got punched in the gut. But the cinematography and editing throughout the movie also is very unique and really impactful for the plot and the way that they were. Um, and yeah, it was really impactful for the plot. Yeah, I thought the film editing was great and it contributed a lot to like the pacing of the film, which was spectacular. Um, I think overall the film had a good balance of being really serious, but has a handful of good jokes as well. Yeah, like you said, uh, very funny, very entertaining, yet very meaningful. I think it's tough to do both well, but this movie succeeds at that, being entertaining and meaningful. Uh, it's also chilling and poetic. I thought it was just a masterclass of a movie. Uh, also, let's bring up the acting. I think John David Washington was fantastic in his first uh, you know, big role and Adam Driver spectacular as, a, as well. Uh, he really sells it for me. Yeah, I think it's a really strong cast. I wouldn't say it's like the best of the year, but I think it's a really strong cast. And then I think a lot of it was enhanced by the even better um, sc- um, screenplay. Definitely. And directing both by Spike Lee. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I thought, yeah, Adam Driver for me, he got the Oscar nomination. I think he, it's well deserved. He felt very natural to me. Uh, his character, uh, is not a real character in real life it's based off a real story but his character was created for the movie but he plays it so well it sells it for me it's like as if uh this actually happened uh adam driver's character of course yeah i think that the chemistry that adam driver and john david washington had throughout the movie really made it for me and also i guess for the whole cast the the chemistry between all of them was just great yeah i hope they're friends in real life because i love them all right, let's uh, move on. I'm surprised it's at nine, though, Ryan. But overall, you, I think we can all agree it's a spectacular movie. Of course. Uh, Crystal, let's move on to your number nine. My number nine was If Beale Street Could Talk. Hmm, okay. Huh. It is my number three. Oh. It's my number two. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. okay. There we go. Okay, well, If Beale Street Could Talk, um, it was one of my favorite scores of 2018. I think it's actually my favorite scores of 2018. Um, it was just a beautiful movie to watch visually. Um, the message of, that the movie portrayed is definitely important. And of course, Regina King was amazing and just great acting, great cinematography, just great overall. Okay, yeah, I fully agree. That's why it's my number three. Um, <laughs> bit surprised how you left it so low, in my opinion. But yeah, fully agree. Regina King, spectacular. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, he's amazing. Stephon James, Kiki Lane, it's her first big role and she kills it. Uh, yeah, the cinematography is outstanding. Production design as well. I think it's a vision of uh, 1970s New York that we haven't truly seen yet in film uh, in this way. It's, it creates like a like a luxurious sense of color, the way it's uh, color graded. And it's uh, its scenes are beautifully drawn out, which I love and it creates a sense of hope in such a tragedy of a plot. Uh, yeah. Not the plot of a tragedy, but the plot itself portrays a tragedy. <laughs> yeah, um, as my number two, I just thought the whole movie was beautiful. It's like, I mean, that's kind of like a cliche word to use, but just the use of colors, as you said, there's like a brilliant color palette of like warm colors and like just the lighting, the outfit, and just the background, the production. Um, yeah, as Krista said earlier, the cast is amazing. I think everybody played um the, a really good part i'm surprised you know by kiki lane being her first feature film um just a strong performances my favorites in the movie were um brian tyree henry and regina king and their supporting roles 
um, I think just Beale Street is also another movie with a really impactful message and social commentary about like the U.S. and like their injustices today. Um, the score is also probably my favorite this year. I think Nicholas Bertel just the mastermind. I mean, he does it again after Moonlight. Yeah, I fully agree uh, with you, Krista. I think it's my favorite score of the year, actually. Uh, yeah, Nicholas Bertel, amazing. A mastermind. Him working with Barry Jenkins after Moonlight. Uh, speaking of Moonlight, Barry Jenkins, once again, showing uh, immense love for uh, black life and black culture. And it shines again in such a spectacular way. Uh, and like you said, Ryan, he shows um, an accurate depiction of racial injustice going on in the U.S. and it is invoking so much emotion, at least to me, as to what can happen to black men in prison. And it really makes the audience bear witness to uh, this this violence of incarceration, especially as, as we see in this movie, to the innocent. And, you know, I'm mad because it, it's so accurate. And I thought the movie did a spectacular job at that. Yeah, I think this is a great screenplay and adaptation of J- James Baldwin's on novel with under the same title it just stayed really close to the source material and then it didn't like change any significant part of the book to under you know to make the movie more dramatic more accessible but yeah i just thought the script and the writing was amazing all right well let's move on to number eight on our list i'll go uh for number eight on my top 10 list i have code war you guys have code war on your list Cold War is in my honorable mentions. Okay, Cold War was my number 16 movie, and I had to cut it, because we we, we told ourselves to have only five honorable yeah. mentions and like a top 10 list, and Cold War was like that one movie where I felt so bad for cutting, but yeah. Oof. Yeah. Just all so right. it's, this, it's the number 16. Yeah, it's well, number 16. Yeah. It's there. It's like the plus one. All right, all right. Well, for me, it's number eight, and it is there strongly in my top 10, because uh, it was just an exquisite an intricate display of r- romance and love. I thought it was one of the best romance films of the 2010s. It, it was uh, truly spectacular to see. And uh, yeah, the, the storytelling is so delicate. It does it uh, with gaps in time, not spoiling the plot, but it has gaps in time. And it really emphasizes how meticulous and complicated these two characters' romance was. And I thought it was a beautiful storytelling decision. I think it's also beautiful visually. I think the cinematography is just super nice. There were definitely shots in the movie that were just beautiful and the cinematography, like you said, was great. I think um, the character progression throughout the movie was also also contributed to how great of a love story it is and how it complements it, how it was complemented with the music. Yeah, the cinematography, uh, it creates a beauty that etches into your mind. It really etched into my mind and um, it really portrays the landscape of Poland well. Uh, Poland is a integral part of the plot of the movie and i think it's extremely fitting and necessary that you know they shot it this way they showed it and it's truly beautiful like you guys said um yeah and this the score is great as well i didn't know uh joanna kool-aid could sing this well and it's, it's spectacular i want to talk about her acting as well uh she's great thomas scott is fantastic uh the two lead characters they are phenomenal they have a lot of on-stream chemistry that i love and yeah it's truly fantastic to see all of this with a spectacular score, got some jazz pieces accompanying the tone of the movie, the structure, the energy, and it does it so well. I thought it was fantastic by uh, by all means. Yeah, I think it's a very great like internal performances. Um, yeah, really good acting, really good direction by um, Paweł Paltkowski. But yeah, I truly agree there. That's why it's on my number eight, and 
you guys had it in your honorable mention. Well, you didn't, Ryan. But almost, yeah. almost, almost, almost. It's there, right it's there. It's there. It's spectacular. I'm happy it got the foreign language nomination amongst uh, cinematography. It is well deserved. All right, let's move on. Uh, Ryan, you're number eight for the year. This might come off as a shock, but um, my number eight is Shirkers. Oh, a documentary mm. Netflix. Um, it's just a really great personal story. I know you two haven't seen it yet. I have not. No. So yeah, it, it revolves around um Sandy Tan, uh, who grew up in Singapore, and then it's a very, it covers a really special part of her life. It's just a movie with like great visual storytelling and editing. It's very distinct and unique. Um. I think for a documentary, it's yeah, it's very unique in its sense. It's it's has a has a style and tone that isn't present in other documentaries. Um, it's a very personal story, and um, the story is very intriguing. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. It's just a great movie about making an indie film, and like you in the documentary, you see her passion of filmmaking, and like her younger self's like young angst and edge. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting, riveting, and awe. It's a great archive where she brings up a lot of information and documents where you can see it in the documentary. So yeah, that's why it's my number eight. Mm, yeah. Sounds interesting. Sounds good. I got to watch it for sure. It was on my uh, list, my short list of movie I had to watch, but uh, you know, I ran out of time. But I definitely want to check it out. Shirkers looked great. It's uh, on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay. I missed out on the Oscar nomination. What do you think about that, Ryan? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen the ones that have been nominated except for Free Solo, but I I want it to be nominated. It's great. Yeah, I bet. Um, let's move on since we haven't seen it, but I definitely want to check out Shirkers. Uh, Krista, you're a number eight of the year. My number eight is Wildlife. Ooh. Ooh. I have not seen that as well, but it's um it's my number five. Ooh, okay. okay. Um. I think that Paul Dano's directorial debut was a notable one. Um, I think that his use of the way that he was able to st- tell this story was amazing and in a way that was felt very personal. Like I felt like I was kind of in the movie in a way. Um, I was really invested in the story and I was kind of on a roller coaster of emotions throughout. Um, and also Carrie Mulligan was great. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, and Ed Oxenbull. He's a really young actor. But I think all three give really strong acting performances. And like being directed by Paul Dano, who's also a great actor and acclaimed actor, he's able to get these really strong performances from these actors. And then the whole movie, I think, has a really great aesthetic as well. Yeah, I agree. I love Paul Dano and Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> My favorite movie of all time, by the way fantastic yeah i really want to see wildlife that was the one movie that i was really really bummed uh that i wasn't able, i wasn't able to see same with leave no trace which i'm sure you're gonna bring up later guys maybe maybe not but those two movies i was bummed i wasn't able to see happy to see it on your guys's list though i gotta check it out yeah wildlife is an amazing drama film and uh it just i think the cinematography the outfits the colors and just as a period piece in an indie film i think it's just, it's visual eye candy also the soundtrack. I like the soundtrack of the of the movie. It really fit in with the aesthetic. And I know you uh, compiled a soundtrack on Spotify yeah, for it. Yeah. There was no playlist on Spotify. And Ryan went and made one. And you got, what, 50 <laughs> followers now? A hundred. Oh, oh, oh wow. Okay. Not, not that big. Not that big. Well, all right. Moving on to number seven on my list. Is, my number seven of 2018 is The Favorite. Hmm. Oh. Ooh. That it's is on your guys' list. My number three. It's okay. my 
best movie. It's only two. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have a lot to say, Ryan. But I'm gonna kick it off. It's my number seven. It is wildly funny, wildly entertaining, and wildly clever. It is the funniest movie of 2018. Uh, it has one of the best scripts of the year. It is extremely accurate to the historical role of Queen Anne at the beginning of the 18th century. So, you know, unlike Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book, this movie is spot on with its accuracy. Uh, and you really feel Yorgos Lanthimos' direction and heart with this film. Yeah, um, I haven't watched too many of his other films. I watched The Lobster and um, the favorite, I would say, is this from what I heard, and I'm comparing to The Lobster, I think the favorite is much more accessible, but it does carry that no signature Lanthimos style I think just it, it excels on both like an emotional acting and also on a technical craft and aspect it's a very original screenplay and the style of filmmaking for a period piece is exciting and original um I thought I like the favorite house based on an overlooked but fascinating piece of like old history like no one has ever written or made anything about it and I think it was great how like it still stayed true to that about Queen Anne. Yeah, Queen Anne. Yeah, being someone who I feel like I don't really like period pieces as much, this is probably my favorite pe- period piece that I've watched. And that being said, like my number three favorite movie of the year. Um, and that's because of the screenplay that uh, it's, like you said, it's extremely funny, humorous, also kind of dark at some times. And the acting trio of Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, and Olivia Coleman is amazing. And I think it's the best cast of, one of the best casts of the year too. I think uh, the acting's out of this world. I think uh, in terms of the three of them, this is the best acting trio of any movie in 2018. I mean, the dynamic between the three of them and this uh, movie is spectacular and just makes for an extremely enjoyable show in addition to like we said earlier an amazing amazing script yeah and Yorgos Lanthimos the way he directs his actors is always like a matter of fact and kind of blunt style and then I think that just worked so well in this for both like dramatic reasons and like comedic reasons I thought Olivia Coleman was this year's like best leading actress same she was able to hit all these notes in the movie that just made the whole movie complete and then along with like the production design and the costume design the hair and makeup i think just it adds to like the convincing like historical like aspect and just the storytelling yeah it's a huge wow factor the production design and costume design like you said uh out of this world really took me into that world uh, the 18th century and yeah just really really spectacular all around uh, yeah a lot of people putting their heart into this movie and you can really tell yeah and then the pacing of the movie was I think was perfect it was never slow it was always interesting and like the splitting of the film was something that I liked it gave it character and it just it didn't take away from it and actually added more it made sense in it yeah all right well Ryan you just went off on your number one movie of 2018 <laughs> uh, but let's move on to you again at your number seven of 2018, what do you got? I have First Man as my number seven of oh. 2018. Ooh. Okay, it's on my honorable mentions. Krista? It is not on my list. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, what do you have to say, Ryan? Uh, I just thought First Man was, I think it's a, we gr- just said about the Fravit, I think it's a really great and accurate historical film. And it was really respectful to the history and the people it portrays. Damon Chazelle had really good direction because I think the whole movie never tried to be too dramatic in a sense. It was really controlled. 
And then along with like great performances, especially in my opinion from Claire Foy, who gave a really strong acting performance as um, Janet, um, the technical aspects really rounded out the film. Yeah, the movie portrays uh, Neil Armstrong. Uh, he's a really private man, but one of the most influential men in modern history. I mean, first to set foot on the moon and follows this journey you know, seemingly impossible journey. And yeah, the movie is on my honorable mentions because it does a good job at, uh, you know, following this journey in a dramatic sense. But like you said, Ryan, doesn't overly dramatize it. And I thought the movie was exciting, accessible, and it was a good watch. Uh, in addition to an amazing score, uh, one of the best of the year, if not the best, this and Beale Street to me are the top two scores of the year. It fits so well with the movie and I loved it. I, I, I'm just playing it over and over still. And the score is like also like benefits from the sound. I think just they, they two work cohesively together. The cinematography is great, production design, visual effects, all these factors. And along with just like the story itself, it gives it gives a lot of depth to Neil Armstrong, who we kinda just see as like for face value. There's much more to his character not his character, sorry, to him. Um yeah, I think it was a great movie. And it's really interesting to see how no, this is Damien Chazelle's first like non-music related movie, and then he kills it. And uh, I think Ryan Gosling is actually pretty good in this movie too. He portrays uh, Armstrong, of course, and that tender side of him that we don't know much of. I thought he succeeded in that, uh, showing you know the softer side of Neil Armstrong, the stuff he goes through, which I do not want to spoil, but you know his history, his past, and you know Gosling does a good job. I know some people could say that oh this movie is boring or too slow, but I don't think. I never felt that like I recognize oh yeah it might be slow paced but then it's like to historical accuracy yeah for me I think this this movie was in my rotating like 15 through 20 (laughs) but I agree with you guys I think that the score was amazing it's probably like my top three probably scores Um, but I don't know it just didn't make my top 15 close though yeah close uh, shall we move on? Yeah. Wait, I realized what I'm like burning through my list. Like my <laughs> list is almost done. Yeah. We're, um, a lot of the, these movies are up there on your list. Yeah. I mean, some of mine, well, I haven't seen Shirkers and I have not seen wildlife. So my list is still intact. Actually, my top six is still intact. So yeah, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Krista, you're number seven. My seven is minding the gap. Um, I know you guys haven't watched it. It's my favorite documentary of the year, um, and I feel like I watched a lot of documentaries, a decent amount of documentaries this year. But more than us, yeah, it's it's my favorite documentary. The way Bing Liu, the director, was able to connect and choose these three stories that he put in the documentary was, I feel, so well thought out and intelligent. And the documentary was taking place over a course of many years, so Liu is really able to plan and think about the direction of the documentary and I think it really showed and paid off and also it was really intimate and real and you become kind of more attached to all the characters and their stories and their paths of life yeah I, I, this is one of the documentaries I really want to see and uh, I was bummed I wasn't able to see it. I feel like that's this is a reoccurring theme but yeah I really <laughs> want to watch this movie I was not able to but I definitely will uh, after this pod and after the Oscars yeah. I know it's nominated for um documentary feature in uh in the Academy. Do you do you think it should win? 
Actually, yeah, I think it should win. Okay. So this is your- <laughs> I, I'm not sure if it will win, but yeah. I hope it so, wins. So, spoiler alert, this is probably the highest documentary on your list. Yes. All right. Yeah. Connecting the dots here. Very good. Yeah, I got to check it out. It looks really interesting. It's about skateboarding. Yes, but that's not what it's all about. Ooh. Okay. Well, I don't okay. know much about it. So <laughs> that makes it even better. So I don't like knowing that much about a movie before I watch it. So yeah, I definitely got to check so this out. I need to watch my Gap, and then you need to watch Shirkers. You yeah. Need a little yeah. documentary yep. trade. I need to watch both. So. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Number six on my top movies of 2018 is Eighth Grade. It's my number six as well. <laughs> Ooh, it's my honorable mention. Okay. Oh, okay. So we all love it. We all love it. Uh, Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham. Um, I mean, who would have thought he would make such a spectacular film? Uh, the former YouTube star, former Vine star. He creates a spectacular and perceptive coming-of-age story. It's really clever. It's well-written. And Elsie Fisher, she stars in this movie, and she's a rising star. She's amazing. She is the heart and soul of this film, and I really, really loved it. I think it's funny how you guys have um, eighth grade higher up in your lists, and in my notes, I put it truly underrated. <laughs> <laughs> You're underrating it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it was, I think Bo Burnham's also directorial debut uh, was amazing, and I think he truly captured the weirdest slash most awkward time of your life perfectly yeah definitely eighth grade was an awkward time in my life yeah i'm really excited to see what he has like planned next um i think eighth grade was really refreshing as a movie because it's like a like a the teen kind of like awkward phase and then actually gets it right you know because i feel like most movies about teens and like growing up they just don't get it right and then bo burnham's able to paint a picture that just kind of accurately goes through these like internal struggles and it's not ever really cheesy it's really funny yeah, it's very real. Uh, he taps into issues like anxiety and, you know, following your dreams and your hopes. And he does it in a well done, but very modern, true to our time way in this, I'd say, post millennial world of social media. Uh, and it's done in a beautiful way that's not uh, beautiful, you know, when you look at it, but when you really analyze it, it's so real. It's kind of cringeworthy at moments because that's what eighth grade is. And that's why that's the beauty of it and then i think he taps into that perfectly yeah and it's like hilarious and it's a great entertaining watch but it's also like a pretty emotional one as well i know there's like some dark scenes and there's like overall it's a pretty wholesome movie and it's it kind of just covers both parts this is not just funny it's there's a lot of depth to it and yeah yeah there's a whole lot of charm the movie oozes with charm i'd say and the main character kayla she is i'd say easily relatable to and she's definitely easy to root for which makes for a great movie especially a coming of age film and Elsie Fisher definitely helps that by you know portraying her spectacularly and yeah lots of heart heartwarming heartbreaking it is very realistic in the sense and it's a grounded movie but it takes off for me and then I think who's really underrated is um John Hamilton the dad yeah yeah he oh, yeah. is great too he, I think he, he's he's really funny, but he also gives the heart of the film. Um, I think he just rounds out this movie as well. Yeah, like I said, a lot of charm with all the characters and even the other kids in this movie. There's so much charm. It's very real. It's like, yeah, Bo, Bur- Bo Burnham just knows what he's doing in terms of uh, portraying uh, kids of this era. And it's spot on here. And yeah, there's so much depth to this movie. It's not just uh, just a simple coming of age film. Uh, it explores so many topics and ways that you don't think this movie would, but it really does it well. Yeah, and 
Man, did it get snubbed for screenplay? I thought it was a great screenplay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely snubbed for screenplay. I, I'm still a little bit. I'm still very mad about it, but you know, it's it, whatever. It's whatever. All right, Ryan, let's move on to your number six. That was my number six. It, oh, oh, excuse yeah. me, <laughs> Krista. My number six was Black Klansman, but we did talk about that. All right, and that actually goes back to my number five, which is Black Klansman. So, Ryan, your number five oh. is Wildlife. Oh. oh, okay, okay. <laughs> We're just cycling yeah. through this. <laughs> All right, Krista, uh, your number My five. number five was A Star is Born. Oh, okay. Ooh. It's on my honorable mention. It's not on my list. <gasps> oh. oh. Ryan, you it's were so Ryan. hyped for A Star is Born. Movie. You know, I love B-Coops, but uh, man, well, what's going on? You were so hyped for this movie in like July. Yeah, What's yeah. up, man? I mean, I'm not. For me, it didn't hit the emotional beats as I thought it would. Um, I wasn't uh completely like infatuated by the film editing but i'm sure krista can argue that yeah what do you yeah krista um i think that this movie does it all i think bravo to bradley cooper i don't think he gets enough credit um, especially from this award season i think there's great acting from everyone in the cast great sound editing the soundtrack of course i think the editing in general of course is great um yeah it was just I think it did hit all the emotional notes. Yeah, it was the uh, fourth rendition of A Star is Born, the first one coming out in 1932, I believe. Uh, but yeah, Bradley Cooper makes an exceptional directorial debut. And, he's and a, acting. A, yeah, he's, he's I, acting. Think he, I think he's like the best actor this year. Singing. I think it's Christian Bale, but we could debate that every day. <laughs> but yeah, he is phenomenal. He's definitely better than Rami Malek. Uh, he is great. Lady Gaga's great too. Uh, there's a lot of great elements to this film. That's why I made it on my honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It's a dark movie. It's a fun movie, but has a lot of dark undertones, which I think makes this movie truly spectacular. And I think the best part, I think we all agree, is the music. Fully agree. I think just all the songs are just really good. Um, Shallow, obviously, is the most popular one, but I think a lot of other songs can challenge that as being the best. I think A Star is Born might not be like my top like 15, 16 in terms of the whole movie overall, but I, the music kills. Yeah, I love the soundtrack. I have been singing it ever since we watched the movie. Um, I think it's great. And like you said, um, it's, they're just good songs in general, like Shallows are, is playing in the radio still. Yeah, it's uh, the dynamic between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, their performances are electrifying. Um, and their romance in this film, it feels so genuine. Uh, you can't help but root for them. And, you know, as it goes on, we see what happens. And it's truly spectacular and a marvel to watch. And I think it's um, a testament to great filmmaking. And Bradley Cooper really shows his skills with this movie. Yeah, I think this movie is going to be remembered. That's I, I'll yeah, say. definitely. I think we're going to celebrate this movie for years to come. Uh, it's a very big movie. It is. I didn't think it wasn't good. For me, it was on my top 10, but I loved it. Uh yeah, it's, it's so natural. Bradley and Lady Gaga and Sam Elliott. There's a lot of great performances in this film. I think it really ties together uh, what a great script by you know, Bradley Cooper. All right, let's move on to number four, my number four. I have Burning. Burning's my number two. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't watch Burning, guys. I'm missing out on this. You huh? got to watch this movie, Ryan. And let me tell you why. <laughs> All right, Burning... Man, it is, I think it's one of the best character studies I've seen, period. Uh, but it is one of the best character studies of this decade in cinema. 
the movie is extremely unpredictable, but it's so suspenseful, mysterious, and subtle as well. And I think is one of the best paced movie uh, of 2018. Yeah, I feel like at face value when you watch it, I feel like you would think it's a simple plot. But once you delve deeper into it, it's such a complex movie. Um, I think the three characters in the movie are represented very well. Um, and they touch and they ultimately touch on multiple ideas, both like social and political. Yeah, I have uh, Burning and You Were Never Really Here as my two most haunting movies of 2018 um, they were both neck and neck for that but this movie is haunting and riveting and i think it really encapsulates your full attention and it just leaves you thinking for quite some time and uh, it's really dramatic and it dives deep into topics like you know he uh, being fragile with your emotions and it's beautiful beautifully crafted in this sense and it has a deep understanding of it well i feel like i need to check it out like now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you gotta check, yes, it, out, check it out right now I think the storytelling is so well crafted in a metaphorical way. It's on another level, I'd so say. So many metaphors. So many metaphors. It can't even compare it to to other movies. And there's so many concepts, small scale and large scale, that that was touched on and addressed in this film. It is, I think it's a filmmaking masterpiece. It's a storytelling masterpiece. I am. I love this movie so much, and I'm I'm upset. It's not nominated for best. Yeah, Friday not nominated. Film. Yeah, I think it's one of the best films of this year, period. But let's move on. You got to check it out, Ryan. Mm -hmm. uh, but your number four of 2018. I feel like you guys are going to kill me for this. Because my number four is Roma. <gasps> oh, what? <laughs> Roma number four. I mean, we knew it wasn't number one because you had the theater. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, was number two. So this is number Oh, wait, yeah. So, um, but yeah, this movie is just, I think it excelled on in all aspects um i think my favorite is just yalitza and marina de tavera they're just amazing actresses and they're perfect for the movie in the role yeah the production design of this movie is spectacular the acting the storytelling uh yeah yalitza is phenomenal marina de tavera is spectacular as well they both complement uh, each other greatly <laughs> i did not mean to have an accent there yeah but they, they carried this movie to great heights and alfonso coran was able to get like world-class acting you know from his actors and um yeah i think besides acting it's a mastercraft in storytelling and technical achievement yeah the production design the uh, cinematography uh you really feel uh coron's touch on this uh the production design i want to touch on we did touch on our roma review go watch that uh, or go listen to that but it is inspired by his upbringing and it really shows and shines uh, in Roma it's a uh, yeah, directing masterclass and he uses close-up shots and wide shots in such an extraordinary way it felt so effortless and natural yeah I have Roma as number one on my list um, I think it's just the full package, like you all said. So um, I don't think there's anything else I can say about Roma that we all don't already know. That great performances, great directing, cinematography, editing, screenplay is just just phenomenal. Yeah, I forgot to mention, it's, it's also number one on my list. Uh, I thought this was the runaway best movie of 2018. Uh, yeah, just really, really personal, compassionate, uh, touching, and heartfelt. But it's also epically large scale it touches on political uh drama in mexico during this time period and yeah you can see in its production it's very large scale but uh it's also so so authentic 
to Caron's upbringing and his past, his history, and his family. And you really see the love he, you know, puts into this movie. Yeah, um, I put almost exactly that, but he, Quarrelin is able to put like the small scale story almost into like a large scale format. And it's such a simple story at base value, but like there's so much like context and background and like more like bigger themes. And it's an important showcase of like Mexican culture and very representative of like Quarrelin's like passion and heart for his heritage and filmmaking. Yeah, this is a, r- a really, really good celebration of Mexico. And uh, I forgot to touch on the sound on this movie it's amazing the yeah it's immersive e- immersive yeah. sound editing sound mixing both s- just spectacular and yeah it really brings you there into mexico and yeah it is just delightful uh, well that was my number one but let's move on uh ryan you or krista excuse me your number f- number four four yeah my number four was first reformed okay it's my number two Okay. It's on my honorable mentions. <gasps> wow. I'm shocked. <laughs> wow. Um, I think First Reformed is one of my favorite screenplays of the year. It's definitely very unique and very different than all the other ones I've seen. But this movie stuck with me for a long time. I was thinking about this movie for probably like a good month. But all the different themes and ideas that it brought up and the way that they're they are told through Reverend Toller and all the other characters is just hard to put into words but Ethan Hawke also was made for this performance and he he was able to to bring this character and movie to life yeah I thought Ethan Hawke was uh this is the best acting performance male or female of this year without a doubt but then Ethan Hawke yeah he just killed it in this movie uh yeah paul schrader beautiful storytelling stunning storytelling uh very very unique also gorgeous cinematography i thought you know clean compositions and there was like a meticulous use of light and shadows throughout this film i thought it was you know just gorgeous to watch and uh, really uh thought-provoking they all it all ties together the acting the storytelling the cinematography uh it's spellbinding it's immersive and it's very thought-provoking and bold. It takes you on this spiritual and psychological journey I don't think most films can do. Yeah, I thought the visual look was very appealing, and then I'm a big fan of like the 4-3 aspect ratio. I thought the movie had a really had a really good atmosphere and dark undertones, and um, yeah, really thought-provoking. Ethan Hawke was like, hands down, like the best. Yeah, oh, sure, for sure. And he's like, he gave life to such like a conflicted, troubled, and like, and it's a very intern performance as well. I just, yeah, first reformed. I know it didn't exactly. Num num. Yeah. Yeah, you're on your top 10, but. Yeah, and then, yeah, Ethan Hawke didn't get the Oscar nom. Shockingly. That's the biggest snub, I think. It's a crime. It's a crime. He should win it. I mean, I got the screenplay, which is, you know. Paul Schrader's first Oscar nomination. Very surprising. But, you know, well deserved for this movie. Uh, The movie is also a great character study uh, of Reverend Toller. And he obviously goes through changes, which I don't want to spoil, but you should definitely watch it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of personal and introspective topics this movie addresses, like loneliness, uh, emotional isolation, faith, and even social decay. And it touches on all of these in such a spectacular and, you know, it dives deep into these topics well. So that's why it's on my number two. And it's on your number three, Krista. Uh, four. Four, excuse me. So moving on to my three, actually all my top ten movies have been addressed. Three at Beale Street, two was First Reform, and one was Roma. So, you guys have anything left 
uh, else laugh excuse okay, me okay so my number two was um Beast street and my number one was the fray vip i do have my number three um it's no, leave no trace oh it is not on my list well I'm not your top 15 <laughs> by the way i haven't seen it so i'm not in this uh thing you guys hash it out not on your top 15 krista and ryan it's up there so i just i think leave no trace i think has so much control and direction like it could be a slow boring movie to some but i just thought like the atmosphere and like just the tempo of the movie was i think it was great it's a yeah it's a slow burn but i think it's a it's never boring for me and it's essential in telling like a simple life and like the conflict between tom and her father like it gives insight on like a very non-conformist type of living and it's like it's something that we never cover because i think society always looks at like no, we're always kind of the same. We always show and shed light on like, you know, how others live and how the normal person should live. But Leave No Trace really gives insights to different lifestyles. And I thought, you know, just as aesthetically too, is this a really, it really gives like props to like nature too, you know, like this is their lifestyle. And um, yeah, I'm curious what you think, Krista. Um, I think for me, like you said, where the star is born, I feel like Leave No Trace for me didn't hit the emotional notes. Um, I think that it was a good movie. I think Thomas and Mackenzie was great. I know you, I know you really like her, but, um, I, I, I agree with what you said, but I also feel like it, it was a little too slow for me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that, but yeah. Thomas and Mackenzie and Ben Foster, I thought they're great. And I think for me, as I've been like repeating myself, but like internal performances, they give great internal performances. And that's something that I really like. And, um, yeah, it really, they really elevate Leave No Trace to a really high level for me. And, um, yeah, Thomas Mackenzie is so young too. She's currently 18 and then filming, she must've been like 16 or something. But I think for such a young actress, I think it's amazing what she does and i think the movie grew on me a lot more after i watched it it's just something that has like risen on how like just like it elevated the more i thought about it and has then, a lasting effect yeah exactly yeah this is one of the movies i really wanted to see this and wild love for probably my top two movies i want to see all of it all the movies i haven't but these two for sure were my top two that i wanted to see um yeah i can't comment i haven't seen it but yeah, it looks like the you know it looks like a great movie. I really want to see it. Thomas and Mackenzie heard great things, and yeah, this is definitely one of the first films I'll watch. Um, you know, in the pri- in the upcoming weeks. So we have our top ten, right? Yes. That is all. Uh, let's go over it one more time. I'll go first. Uh, so my oh, actually, do you want to go over our honorable mentions? We can go over top ten first. All right, yeah. Top ten first, and then we'll head over to our honorable mentions. All right. So number one, Roma. Two, First Reform. Three, If Beale Street Could Talk. Four, Burning. Five, Black Klansman. Six, Eighth Grade. Seven, The Favorite. Eight, Cold War. Nine, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And ten, You Were Never Really Here. And for my honorable mentions, I have Shoplifters, A Star is Born, The Rider, Support the Girls, and First Man. Okay, so for my list, I have The Frave at number one. If Booster Could Talk at two. At three, I have Leave No Trace. At four, I have Aroma. Five, I have Wildlife. Six, Eighth Grade. Seven, First Man. Eight, I have Shirkers. Nine, I have Black Klansman. At ten, I also had You Were Never Really Here. My honorable mentions were First Reformed, Eye of Dogs, Shoplifters, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Widows. Okay, so for my top ten, it's one Roma, two Burning, 
three, The Favorite, four, First Reformed, five, A Star is Born, six, Black Klansmen, seven, Mining the Gap, eight, Wildlife, nine, If Beale Street Could Talk, ten, Shoplifters, and my honorable mentions were Cold War, Mid-90s, Free Solo, Eighth Grade, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. We have um, a pretty similar list, but, you know, different orders. Uh, some movies were on only one of our lists. So for me, I was the only one that had the writer and support the girls. Uh, you guys have seen the writer. Yeah. We have. Uh, any reason it's not on your list? I think it was pretty good. It was really good. But just, I think compared to like the rest of what I have, it just didn't get to the level. I thought it was a great storytelling piece and it uses not real actors. It uses the actual people who go through these events and it doesn't such a great job. Uh, it, I think it was a great directing piece. I thought it was touching, very, very real and great cinematography as well. And that's why it makes it onto my honorable mention, not on my top 10, but it's definitely a fantastic film. I recommend. I agree with all your points. I just don't think they were impactful to the level that they impacted you. So it just didn't elevate the movie to that high, like high of a love for me. Yeah. I think it was a great movie. I think, it was emotional and it really had that internal struggle, but just, you know, we have a lot of movies that we watch. It just didn't make my list. Yeah. 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 To be fair, you guys did see some more movies than me, but I think even if I watched some more, the, the writer would still be on my, on my honorable mentions. I, that was a fantastic movie. I really recommend it. Uh, yeah. Really, really great uh, storytelling, cinematography. Like I said before, would definitely recommend. Uh, I also have support the girls which I want to talk about for a little bit. Uh, you guys have not seen Sport the Girls? No. Uh, this movie is great. Uh, it's, on my, it's on my honorable mentions. Uh, I think it's a spectacular film. Uh, it's a very, um, it's a low, low, small scale, low budget movie, but it has so much heart and charm that I just love it so much. Uh, I thought Regina Hall, she's the protagonist in this film. She is phenomenal. Uh, the movie is centered around a restaurant it's kind of like a hooters but it's more local and you know there's like this group of girls and they are supporting each other support the girls but there's so much going on there's so much drama and you know relationships it's very intricate but the movie is so scaled back to earth it's like you're watching on the ground level and i really love this about the movie um regina hall is spectacular she won the new york uh film critic circle best actress which I think is well-deserved. Uh, I wish she was getting more awards um, hype this award season. I thought she was one of the best actresses of the year. And, you know, most people don't know because this movie is not really watched. But Support the Girls, I watch it just for Regina Hall alone. And because of that, and you know, great storytelling, lots of charm, and everything really ties together. This is why it's on my top 15 list. So um, the movies on my honorable mentions list that didn't really, that wasn't that wasn't talked about yet was um, Widows was one of them um i thought windows would win. <laughs> <laughs> i think the movie had a really great and stacked ensemble and it, it wasn't like to waste i think everyone contributed in the cast amazingly i think the top two for me were viola davis and daniel kaluuya who were like commanding and frankly and appropriately pretty scary in their roles elizabeth debicki also played a really well developed and complex character i just the film overall had a really great like pace um, so I think Steve McQueen did a really, really good job of like, and, uh, Jillian Flynn, who also um, wrote the movie, um, 
it was a heist movie that was realistic. You know, it didn't make anything dramatic just for sake of like drama and action. It was realistic, and then it was refreshing in that sense for me. Yeah, I think it was um, a a great heist movie, and I do agree that the cast, um, the cast choice was really amazing and really fit perfectly. And yeah, I I, I like this movie. It just didn't make my yeah for me it barely uh it was 16th for me actually Hmm. so barely missed the cut i really like widows as as well uh yeah like you said very realistic heist movie which was really refreshing i loved it how realistic it was i loved the the strong female leads um fantastic storytelling all around really riveting um i did not think it was boring some people say it was boring i thought it was very action-packed and uh very uh, sad as well traumatic and that's what made it an all-around fantastic film for me. And I barely missed the cut for my honorable mentions. And um, my second honorable mentions movie that wasn't on the list is Eye of Dogs. You guys don't have it, right? Ah, uh, I that one's like 17th for me. It's really close for me, but that one also missed the cut. Eye of Dogs, I thought, was like one of the funniest and most entertaining movies of the year. I think just coming in the theater and out of the theater, I was just grinning and laughing. Um but also had some really great emotional moments, but overall the film didn't take itself too seriously. I think from a like artistic standpoint, the direction of the art and the style of Los Anderson really shown through and was so poignant and great in this movie. The stop motion like stop motion animation is really hard to make, especially when you're dealing with all the tiny little fibers and the models. And then, so they executed that, I think, perfectly with set and everything. And the models were great, but also because of like the stop um like stop motion animation in some ways it could hinder like how like the dolls and the models like portray emotion but that was like that was carried by the great voice acting talent the cast i think was stacked as well for voice acting i think yeah i think i love spider-verse as well also my honorable mentions i think eye of dogs does have the better voice acting for sure yep that was a spectacular film me and ryan watched it on its uh release its debut here in Irvine, and yeah, it was a great, it was a fun watch, we had a packed theater, crazy turnout, we waited for hours, and it was well worth it, uh, really, really enjoyable movie, lots and lots of laughs, a very Wes Anderson film, uh, I fully agree, it's artistic, it's beautifully crafted, and yeah, great voice acting, it was riveting from beginning to end, and it was a really, really entertaining watch, one of the most entertaining watches for me of the year. And it barely made the cut on my honorable mentions. And the score is good too. I forgot to mention that the score. Yeah, is Alexander really good. Desplat. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I thought I really liked it. It was really funny. I think it's my second. It's my second favorite animated movie of the year. After Spider Man. After yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Anything else in your honorable mentions? I think that covers all my top fifteen. So for me, I just have Free Solo and Mid Nineties that I haven't talked about. Um, mid nineties. You guys haven't watched it yet. I have not. We no. have not. No. Um, I think mid nineties. Jonah Hill directs it, um, and wrote the screenplay. I think it's so charming and nostalgic, and the whole aesthetic of the movie. And I think it's also a really get really great um, coming of age film. And it also speaks upon skateboarding and like skateboarding culture and just c- growing up in that and i think it's really great and lucas hedges is in it too oh I think i'm he- definitely watching it now yeah i really gotta see this this movie i was like man this is so great i want to see it i want to see it and i don't have time 
Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch this movie for sure. Yeah, I love Joan Hill. This movie just screams you, Eric, and you haven't seen it I yet. I know. What's going on? Yeah. yeah, who knows? It could be in my top 10. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I definitely want to see it for uh, yeah, Jonah, Jonah Hill alone directing. That's my guy right there. Yeah, I really like Jonah Hill's also his attention to detail to making the whole 90s nostalgia. He he really put all the details in the cars, the the social media or like the social social aspect. Yeah, the social aspects of it. Um, just true to its time. And that's what I really liked as well. And you have one more movie on your honorable mentions? One more movie, Free Solo. We all have seen it. Yeah, we saw it on IMAX. It was mm, incredible, such yeah. Crazy huge screen. The sound, spectacular. But yeah, Krista? Yeah, so this is my second favorite documentary of the year, Behind Mining the Gap. Um, I, I think it will probably win the Oscar. We'll see. But I think it's an amazing documentary to capture one of the most, probably the most athletic performance that a human could ever do, just climbing just climbing um el capitan right yeah free free solo no so no, no rope and um, alex honnell's spectacular in this yeah and other than that i think that it was also a really interesting case study on alex honnell because i know he's a very interesting um human and just the way that he looks at life in general is very intriguing to me and how he um interacts with um, his his relationships and his life is very interesting. Yeah, his girlfriend, the interaction is very interesting. Very unique dynamic there. Um, all these movies, guys. Out Dogs, Widows, Free Solo. That's like my 16 through 20. So I definitely love all these movies as well. Uh, very tough for me to cut it down to 15. But yeah, Free Solo, I really, really enjoyed. I thought the, the shots were beautiful uh, of, you know, the El Capitan. And uh, yeah, it was really great storytelling, diving into his life and this achievement and the journey of getting that and yeah not just that but like you said earlier going into this quirky guy alex hano and you know what makes him think this way what makes him you know do the things the way he does uh very very interesting film the way like the documentary itself like i've never been so nervous watching a movie like it's so scary to watch just like what he does and like knowing what's on the line like his life like that's that's it one mistake and it's over I know the first time I watched that movie, my hands were so clammy and sweaty like the whole time. I'm sorry, but I was just so nervous. All right. Well, that was our top 10 list plus our five honorable mentions for the three of us. Uh, really, really great year in film, I think, guys. Yeah, like I think just having all these movies on my list, among others, and movies I haven't watched yet, I think this year is pretty stacked. Yeah, I believe this is a better year for film than last year. Although the Oscar nominations weren't as good. They didn't get it right. They didn't they correlate. Uh, yeah, but the film um, of 2018 were much better in 2017. Uh, there's a lot of movies that we didn't get to. I didn't get to specifically uh, that I really want to watch. But the movies I did watch, I'm very, very um, happy with this top 10 list. It's a very strong list. I'm sure we can all agree for our own list. Uh, must watch movies of the year. Uh, yeah, just go watch these movies, guys. And if you guys want to see a visual of our top 10 list plus our honorable mentions, of course, go to our website, moviemoguls.co. That's moviemoguls.co on it's our like, website. It's like com without the M. It's like com, yeah, without the M. It's on. It's going to be on our website. It's also going to be on our social media, on our Twitter, so check that out. But yeah, definitely check that out if you want to see a visual list of our top 10 plus 5. 